You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Blast from the Past with 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And this week we're talking about one of the coolest mo- <laughs> Shit. Trey, let's talk. Go ahead, keep going. Must have flew away. Okay. God, it's so annoying. Anyway, this week we're talking about the fl- God damn it! <laughs> wait, 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 it's on you, it's on you. Hold, stop. Oh! Fucking... Oh! Ow, I think you got it. Anyway, hey. we're talking about the fly this week! <laughs> now, welcome back, everybody. Today's Revisited. We are doing the fly this week. Our fourth of five horror movies we're covering for the Halloween season. Doing my own, the fly. My personal Christmas I always tell my wife, Halloween is my Christmas. Christmas is your Christmas. Give me this holiday. Go all out for the holiday. I love it to death. Loving AMC's Fear Fest right now. Walking Dead's back on. Hallelujah. Best show on television. Quick plug. Yay! And anyway, again, The Fly, the Jeff Goldblum classic. What the? (laughs) Regenerative powers. He's on your nose, Daniel. All right. Daniel. Ready? Go. Yeah, fucked with the wrong dudes. <laughs> anyway, I think I think we have that issue settled. So <laughs> now to actually talk about the fly, not the one we just killed twice, but <laughs> the movie with Jeff Goldblum, uh, released August fifteenth, nineteen eighty six. I was a lad of six, and Daniel, you were a wee lad of two. two. So uh, safe to say, I did not see this in the theater. Neither did Daniel. I've seen it many, many times on VHS and subsequently on DVD. Not yet on Blu-ray. Have I seen it? But I would like to. Totally first time. Didn't know anything about it. Awesome. We like that. Was it last week? Or no? Yeah, last week was it? No, that was Ghostbusters last week. The Shining was the last one where you had no uh, no conception. Yeah. So good. Uh, next week we're doing the thing, and you've never seen that either, right? Nope. So oh, awesome. <laughs> so we're getting the feedback in just a second. Let's get the who, what, when we're out of the way. Uh, IMDb gives it a seven point five. Rotten Tomatoes, however, a ninety one percent. Stark difference there. We usually see a close. Similarity between the two. Budget for The Fly was $15 million. Opening was 7 Pretty good opening for 1986. Its gross overall was 40.4. So it definitely made its money back and then some, which obviously there was a sequel called Fly 2. Oh. So mm. Creative. <laughs> Interesting title. <laughs> the Fly. I don't, know how, I, don't know how, I don't know how you can be creative with, you know, like uh, buzzing back or I don't know. Flies. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 that's a good one. Flies. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, what was that other movie that did that where they added the S? Oh, Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens. Oh, wow. <laughs> he even told us the story with the S. Uh, I, was, I, was just, I was joking around. I knew that. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. Uh-huh, this was directed by David Cronenberg, who also did the 80s classic Scanners and Videodrome. And also, on a movie I know you like an extremely copious amount, Daniel, History of Violence. Yeah, very it's good also movie. a David Cronenberg film. And also the pseudo-sequel, uh, Eastern Promises. Yep. Do you see that one? Nope. It's got a whole bunch of naked Vigo in it. Oh. So, <laughs> hide your wife, hide your kids. Watch the movie. Uh, written by Charles Edward Pogue, who also wrote Dragonheart and Cull the Conqueror with Kevin Sorbo. And also Cronenberg uh, worked on the screenplay. 
And of course, this is a remake of, I believe, the 1958 uh, Vincent Price classic, The Fly. Although the uh, the differences are very extreme between the two. Uh, in the original, the dude's just his head and his hand get replaced. Mm-hmm. So he's a human with a fly hand and a fly head. And the fly gets his head and a human hand. <laughs> but of course, the fly's still fly size. <laughs> oh, okay. so it's really comical because, spoiler, 1958, when they kill the fly in the end, he's like, no, no! <laughs> Oh, that's what we should have done for the intro. The people oh. who've seen the original are like, oh, that's the original fly. <laughs> anyway. Well, there you go. Hop Oppor- in our time machine. A hot tub time machine because it goes to the 80s. Opportunity lost. Oh, yeah, well. Anyway, Jeff Goldblum, the great Jeff Goldblum, as you may remember from such classics as Jurassic Park and Buckaroo Banzai and Independence Day, was Seth Brundle. Or- classics such as Independence Day. <laughs> I liked it at the time. Yeah, I did too. I don't, I don't want to call it a classic yet. A classic though? Oh, oh when classic I don't even rock think it's stations old enough. when classic rock stations are playing the music that I was listening to when I Independence know. Day I was coming that. out, I then I guess we can call that a classic. <laughs> I mean That's I, true. I mean I understand it's definitely not a classic, but I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's reached classic yeah. status yet. I don't think it will. It's I mean it's it's one of those guilty pleasures. It's like Armageddon. Oh absolutely. You know. It's it's fun. I have the DVD. I have the Blu-ray. I have, oh, really? Yeah, of Independence Day. Yeah, actually, so, I want to. I want to get that Blu-ray just for the surround and the hot and the sound quality and yeah. the, the high definition for the. Because I mean, the effects are what that movie's about. So uh, when you see it, you say, "I've got to get me one of these." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Big Daddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the lovely at this point in time, Gina Davis was uh, Veronica. Oh, okay. I, I get my first thoughts of each movie. Like okay. My you first one was Jeff Goldblum's hair is big. Yeah. That was my first thought. But anyway, <laughs> I went to Gina Davis's attractiveness. I wrote this down. I don't think she's that attractive. I thought she was, I mean. My wife does. I just don't, now, I don't think she's that good looking. Well, you know, there is a hierarchy of beauty. <laughs> she's and okay. I would she's say she's, special. you know, if five is, you know, you have zero to ten. Five is average, like, you know, I would say she's above a five. I'd say she's a six or a See, seven. I think she looks better now. What? Uh, I so think, like, like, I think, or maybe like th- I think that the Thelma good. and Louise period was like, and shortly after, was probably her peak. Like that picture right there. We're, we're yeah. looking on Google. Just yeah. Google it. It's like the picture I'm talking about. Is like tag to it. Ooh. <laughs> we might see some we shouldn't see. See, I think her young young yeah, one. Still I don't think it's through, that really. good looking. <laughs> I mean, she's not a she's dog. She's pretty there. Look right yeah. there. Ow. Yeah, but. I don't think in this film she's that good looking. I mean, again, this was the 80s, so she had the perm. Perf hair, yeah. And then terrible... Ooh, hello. <laughs> she's cute. I would not kick it out of bed, as we would say when we were bachelors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. she was Veronica. And of course, she was in Thelma Louise, Long Kiss Goodnight, and the 80s classic Beetlejuice. When did A League of Their Own come out? That was in the 90s, I believe. Like 92 or something. Did Madonna have some theme song to that or some shit? I know she was Probably in it. In it yeah. Probably. I thought there was like some song, like, I remember like MTV like playing a video from it or some shit all the time. Like a soft R&B song based on <laughs> a leak of their own. Probably. Not and then uh, Stathis Borens was played by John Getz, who was also in Blood Simple, Zodiac, and The Social Network most recently. He was definitely the asshole of the film. Oh, yeah. He had, a, he had a nice beard, though. Yeah. That was a perfectly manicured beard. <laughs> I mean, it was flawless. Like, I could see him doing those commercials, like, you know, for if you have gray in your beard. Yeah, just he'd be, he's, he's a beard. He could be a beard model. <laughs> you know, Costanza could be a hand model. He could be a beard model. 
But uh, yeah, like we mentioned, oh, I, can't, I cannot forget, I almost forgot this, even after I wrote it down just before the podcast. The music in the film was done by Howard Shore, who also did the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So, very, very good composer, in my opinion. Of course, yeah, his better work came after The Fly. But, uh, yeah, worth noting, definitely. But, uh, in, now, Daniel, like you said, you've never seen this movie. Did you have you even heard of the concept? Because of course the 1958 one, you know the, the concept of the movie, and even this one too. Like it's it's a very famous 80s movie, uh, mainly because of the effects. Yeah. Uh, and until <clears throat> Universal Studios went through their whole big restructuring, where they took out Jaws, they took out uh, Terminator, they took out Back to the Future. They also had a special effects show at Universal Studios, uh, Florida and California, and the like. The main uh, or the coup de gras at the end was like the fly pod they did the transformation where like a guy goes in the pod and the other one's empty and the fly comes out oh. so like but it was on set it was pretty cool but uh this was this film was a huge benchmark for special effects so was the film we're doing next week which came out four years earlier which of course is the thing the fly the thing uh but both of these films as far as 80s films go and practical horror effects or even just general effects these are two of the biggest benchmarks in the genre so even since yeah. these are you know you look at these films as what to strive for on practical effects but anyway you've never seen it uh, what did you Daniel Santangelo think of The Fly I always like to get your opinion what do you think I think of it okay uh, I think that you like this movie and you're correct yeah <laughs> inadequate bell skills again yeah, I just gotta tap it I thought it was pretty good mm-hmm. um, I thought the acting was really good yeah Goldblum did a good job. I mean, Goldblum gets picked on a lot just because the way you know, he yeah, talks got, and stuff. Got his but, but, you, but we got to understand. Um, but I thought he's he was a really modern good. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I was talking more like Jimmy Stewart. Than Me too. That's why. <laughs> My Jeff Goldblum was a Jimmy uh, Stewart. <laughs> I don't think anybody gets more than five minutes screen time except the main three. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so they didn't have to. Uh, di- the director Cronenberg didn't have to deal with a lot of actors in yeah. terms of that. Um, what else did I put? Um, that I mean, I thought it was well done. I thought the pod thing was nicely done. Uh, I got a question though: How, Why use a baboon? I guess in the eighties that was the trendy monkey. <laughs> Wouldn't that cost trendy a lot of monkey. money to grab? You would a think because he's got like a couple of them yeah, laying around. Why not? You know, a rat or. <laughs> Or something like that. I, I found that odd. I guess. I guess the thing, the use of that simply was for a human analog. Yeah. And there was a deleted. I don't. Uh, I know you borrowed my DVD. Did you watch any of the deleted no, scenes? No, I anything? heard about the one where he they... kill where the baboon gets out, and uh, he has to go kill it because it was like attacking mm-hmm. attacked a bum or something. No, the one I. Or maybe the deleted scene we... I'm thinking of is where uh, a baboon and a cat. Oh, that yeah. Mixed up. Yeah. And then, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm thinking yeah. of a different one where he goes, where Brundle goes out and attacks a homeless person. Yeah. Um, but he beats the baboon to death. And they decided not to baboon show that. Because it's a trendy monkey. Mm. <laughs> Don't you show can't do it. that to a trendy monkey. <laughs> That's not in their contract. Hashtag trendy monkey. Oh, um, <laughs> when you when he tries to do the first baboon and you see the oh. inside of it at the end. I mean, after he's done, you get to see the inside. Yeah. I'm like, God, it's kind of bad looking. Oh, just no, wait. <laughs> I had no clue. Um, this movie would be the like out of any movies I've ever watched that I would let Andrea watch. To me, this is the worst movie in terms of just a general gross. Oh, did she watch it with you? No. Okay. Like, if you told me to choose any movie, okay, what's the number one movie you wouldn't want her to watch? I'd say The Fly. Well, 
just because yep. of the. Have you seen the thing yet? Yeah. Okay. Well, you think the flies? But, uh, but but maybe because of the fly, I watched it first, and maybe it's like oh. Well, I mean, I I mean, I think the fly. This, this one's I think as and we'll get into the thing more next week, but this one I think is just more. Yeah, like visceral, and like when he pulls his fingernails off, that's bad. when his jaw gets ripped and his off. Ear, and when then... he vomits on the dude, that that part get, like makes like oh god, so gross. The jaw one really. I was like, god dang, when I was watching. I'm glad that's a good movie. <laughs> I'm glad I enjoyed this movie because I wouldn't have watched it. Um, oh, there's the picture of the original. See, the dude's got a fly hand and a big fly <laughs> head attacking Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. But uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. I, I like the acting. I like the direction of it. It's just very gruesome. Very. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very simple story gruesome. too. Like I yeah. like it. It's not complicated. Yeah. I mean, it's got its philosophical things where he starts, you know, quoting. Yeah. Books like I'm a, I'm a man. I dreamed I was a fly, and now the dream's over. And yeah. I'm, I'm a fly again. He, he did the you know, uh, nursery rhyme thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was really. It was just really. It's just so well done. And like, I mean, again, the effect, I think the effects. Pe- people remember this movie for the effects, I would say, but. I think the effects are so good it almost overshadows the fact that the whole film as a whole is good, like especially the acting, like you said. You know, with basically only three people, you mm-hmm. know, how many movies, well, I was going to say Blair Witch, but that really doesn't count, but like a produced movie, so to speak, you know, you have three actors and it's the whole movie. You can't name that many. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even, I'm trying to think just spur of the moment mm-hmm. to try to put oh, one in there. But, I mean, Open Water. You yeah. said that doesn't have a lot of, I've never watched it, but I would assume it doesn't have a lot of people unless I mean, there's ba- some at the beginning. It's basically just them. It has flashbacks and stuff, you know. I mean, it, that's a, it's a good comparison. Yeah. 127 but, Hours doesn't have a lot of actors. Well, actors. when it goes back and everything. So, yeah. I mean, there's more speaking roles, yeah. at least. This one, I mean, I think aside from them three and then, like, the doctor. No, the, the, the what they call whore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tawny. Oh, and then the, uh, speaking of, like, scenes that make you wince, the yeah. arm wrestling scene. The first time I saw that, I was like, holy shit. It was funny. I was watching it in the living room with Andrea and the baby. And I was like, Andrew, this is a bad movie I heard, so don't, like, bad looking. I was like, just don't, when I say don't look, don't look. She's like, well, just don't say not to look. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so then uh, I started watching, and it got to that point, and you can hear the break. Like, <clears throat> and I, I was like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. So I turned it off and went into my bedroom because I know she was going to look, and then she's yeah. going to be like, oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> so... I watched the rest in my room, so she didn't get to see any yeah. of it. I'm glad. It's, it's mm. definitely brutal. Like, you know, you see, I don't know if you've seen, like, we bring the Saw ones up, because there's, like, you know, they, there was the whole uh, torture porn craze, so to speak, between that and Hostile, about just over-the-top, mm. gross-out violence, the entrails getting ripped out, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, this movie still is just so, it's probably the grossest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I would say I, this and The Thing are the grossest movies I've ever seen. The Thing is pretty gross, but to me, I get maybe because I saw this first... Think, this is the worst to me. I think this is because it's happening to a human. I mean, the thing is, too, but it's more like you can see it happen. You know, you see <laughs> him deteriorate. And especially yeah, in the end when he starts to tear off. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's like, like, and like the fly, <laughs> the literal fly finally emerges from the Brundle fly component. It, and it's also pretty bad because you talked about earlier, it's not a special effect. It's not CG. Yeah, there's nothing. There's it's, none of that. It's just you're just seeing everything break apart and stuff, and it's just the noises. In fact, that's I don't know. <laughs> yep. But I enjoyed it. I agree. It's, it's one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, it's definitely like every this time of year, every year and, we and, watch it, and and I didn't think I would like it. When I'm coming into it, yeah. it, was, it was a good surprise. 
glad to hear. I love you. That's my favorite response from you. I'm sure it's going to get like a seven, but we'll get to that at the end. <laughs> but uh, well, we mentioned uh, On With the Trivia. Again, it was a remake of the 1958 film, which is very different from <laughs> this. This one's way better. It's one of, uh, and akin to next week's The Thing, which is also a remake. These are, this, these are two perfect examples of how you remake a horror movie. You basically do something completely unique and, and different with it and not just bastardize it and make it stupid. Yeah. Like, you know, Rob Zombie did with Halloween and Michael Bay did with Texas Chainsaw, etc., etc. Mm. Uh, we mentioned some deleted scenes before. Several were cut from the final release. Uh, there's the one where, yeah, the cat and the surviving baboon through the telepods. Uh, Huichi beats to death with a pipe. Uh, there's the scene that I was mixing up was where he climbs outside the building and an insect limb comes out from his side and he attacks somebody. And then there's an alternate ending to, uh, I don't know if you saw this actually, because I knew it was on the DVD, but after I watched it again, I wanted to see the alternate ending again, so I watched it on YouTube. But uh, she has a dream, remember she has a dream and he, where they pull out the baby mm-hmm. and it's the worm and it's yeah. fucking huge and disgusting. There's another one where she dreams that she has basically a child, but it's a butterfly and it's beautiful. Oh yeah. I, I so it's, you know, it's almost like a uplifting yeah. ending in a sense. You like, can't have uplifting in this movie. Oh yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing I like about it too. Like a good horror movie doesn't necessarily have a good ending. And yeah, also from the climax of the movie to the end was what, five seconds? Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Like from he, he busts in from the main thing to the credits start it's about five seconds. So no resolution, it's just bam. The climax was the resolution. Basically. Yeah. And that's like my favorite scenes when he's crawling after he gets merged with the machinery and he like plops out and he's still coming and like the best moment of the movie is where he you know, she can't she can't she knows oh, I can't do it. Really, you know, you can't do it. It's not even human anymore. It's akin to what we're saying, uh, uh, the book of The Shining, how he beat his face in the book so he didn't look like uh, the dad to the kid to help him run away and scare him. Like, he is not Brundle anymore, so... And she's still like, I don't want to kill you. And he he grabs a shotgun and puts it to his head. That's so... That's just, like... That's awesome. And the last piece of his humanity is that, and then he gets blown away. Spoiler! (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, I I love this movie. It's one of those. It's just, it's what a horror movie should be. It's terrifying. It's disturbing, and it does. It's not a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Horror movies shouldn't it. have happy endings, <laughs> and it's overused now to where the the heroine heroine uh, gets away, and then oh, I'm safe. And then right before the credits, bang, dude pops out. You know, I mean that's so over. You know, look at the original Halloween. He shoots when he falls out the window. Obviously, he's dead. You're safe. Blah blah. It was the boogeyman. Goes, look, he's gone. Music kicks up. In. Perfect ending. The thing. What an ambiguous ending that is, which we get into next week. <laughs> this one, you know, it's like, you know, well, she lived. You know, so that's good. What's he's dead, you know. Yeah, what's going to happen to the baby? Yeah, you yeah. know, they don't tell you what, you know, what's going to happen. So it's it's just good. I love it. But uh, it took nearly five hours to apply the most extensive makeup to Jeff Goldblum, which... Nowadays, like with I know when Arnold and T two, like that was like four hours, but it's I think it's surprising by comparison. You know, Arnold would get machinery coming through part of his face. Jeff Goldblum was getting his face, whole face done, and you know only took a little bit longer and looked that good. Yeah. Uh, and of course, one thing this movie has one of the most famous taglines ever, which is "Be afraid, be very afraid." Uh, it's in the trailer, and that wasn't the tagline. That originally, after they finished the movie, they used. Her line from that is, oh, that'd be perfectly pop on the poster. And the movie poster, like there is right there, that's like, or it has the pod opening, his hand coming out one side and a fly leg coming out the other, and it says, be afraid, be very afraid. Mm. 
So it's one of the more famous ones. Mm. Oh, naked Goldblum in the teleporter, looking out <laughs> with, his, with his big hair and big eyes, big hands too. Like you should play catcher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, might. he's not. <laughs> uh, this was actually originally meant to be a Tim Burton project, which I'm glad it wasn't. I think it might have been a little more whimsical, to yeah. say the least, than probably, hey, yeah. probably would have starred Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, well, back in or the Michael day, Keaton. Yeah, you know. it would have been Michael Keaton yeah. and. Uh, Bless you. Howard Shore would not have been yeah. working on that. But uh, and also speaking of Michael Keaton, he was offered the role of Seth Brundle. So I assume that that could have been in the formulation of when it was a Burton project. Because since because uh, Beetlejuice when, was I think eighty six too. But when things come out well, you don't want yeah. you don't want to go back and change anything. Oh, like definitely. If you could. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but you know it says a Brooks Film production. It's Mel Brooks Production Company. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't say you know a Mel book Mel Brooks production because he didn't want people. Oh, it's a Mel Brooks film. I'm gonna come here and laugh. <laughs> and then everybody's sitting there slack jawed and silent, and the women are screaming and running through the doors, and it's this movie. <laughs> so he deliberately didn't put his name anywhere on it. So that people wouldn't assume that it's, oh, it's a fly. A guy turns into a fly. Well, Jeff Goldblum. It's going to be hilarious. Mr. Potter. Oh, now see, I think that's a neat idea. <laughs> the, uh, this was interesting. Uh, the first bar, the first and last bar of the soundtrack is taken from the last bar music from Bussini's opera Madame Butterfly, which is uh, perhaps a reference to the deleted butterfly ending that they cut out. So that was like interesting because Madame Butterfly is a very famous play, opera, and everything. Uh, and this was—I thought this was really cool. We always well, heard we heard this kind of a similar story with Michael Keaton and being uh, being cast as Batman. You'd be like, "Oh, Michael Keaton can't be Batman. You know, he doesn't fit." Blah blah blah. But Cronenberg, uh, when he wanted to cast Jeff Goldblum, the executive at Fox who was supervising the project thought that Goldblum wasn't a bankable star, and uh, one of the makeup guys thought that his face would be because he's so. Odd looking or un <laughs> unnormal looking, <laughs> that his face like it'd be harder to do the makeup on his face because of his unique facial features, so to speak. So uh, hmm. they both deferred when Cronenberg uh, was more persuasive about it. But Cronenberg didn't want to ca- originally cast Gina Davis, who was dating Goldblum at the time, and they eventually were married for a little bit. So they're hmm. actually a couple in real life in this movie, and also in uh, was that uh, Transylvania six 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 or. I don't know. It's some comedy movie from the '80s that they were both in, where she's a vamp. Actually, when we look at her pictures, there was one where she's like a wearing a cape and a tuxedo and a bow tie. Like that's from that movie, like Six Six Five Transylvania, something like that. Anyway, it's it's a forgettable movie. It's not that good. Uh, and the first name mentioned at the end credits usually it's a unit production manager or director, but it's actually the the guy that did the special effects, which is Chris Wales. She looks good right there. Sure. Come on now, that came to you in the middle of the night. Transylvania six Yeah, that was like the zip code or some shit. I don't remember. It was <laughs> on Netflix and I watched it. I was like, I'm actually never seen it till recently. Uh, Bugs Bunny was in it, the <laughs> original. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah, but the uh, Chris Wallace is the first name mentioned in the credits, uh, which is unusual because usually you don't put uh, the special the guy did special effects as the first name when the film's over. Uh, but after a screening and the audience cheered when they saw his name come up because of the effects were so good, uh, the producer, Stuart Cornfield, turned to Wallace and said, you're getting the Oscar. You know, as I, I'm like, you know, when the, from the audience reaction, and sure enough, 
He won the Oscar for Best Effects, oh, nice. and deservedly so yeah. for this film. Uh, and then uh, the line I'm saying, I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it, but now the dream is over and the insect is awake, is a reference to uh, Kafka's 1912 story, The Metamorphosis, which obviously has great similarities between the book and this film as Brundle undergoes his metamorphosis. And then, uh, this was pretty funny. Uh, I thought, Warren Scorsese wanted to meet David Cronenberg after seeing some of his films, and he always remarked that Cronenberg looked like a plastic surgeon. The dude taking the cocoon fetal worm out of Gina Davis is David Cronenberg. That's his cameo as basically a plastic surgeon in a sense. Gynecologist. Basically. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> plastic no, surgeon, gynecologist. Some women just go to the same doctor for everything these days. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not too much uh, trivia on it, uh, unfortunately. I know there, uh, there's bound to be some other stuff out there, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> But uh, I love this movie. It's awesome. The body count, only two. Oh. Monkey and Brundle. <laughs> so pretty simple. And that's, for, you know, but again, when you know, you got a three-person cast, a third of the cast is killed off in this movie. <laughs> and what, and another third of it is, you know, crippled for life yeah. with a melted stub and a missing yeah. a foot and half a leg. But uh, I love this movie to death. I think it's awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. That's, I see <laughs> The Halloween movies we've done, you've liked all of them. What was the very first one we did? You liked the Monster Squad. Monster Squad. What we do before that? That was it. It's Monster that was Squad. The first then it was The Shining. Then oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And everything. All right. I'd say, are we four for four? Is that safe to say? You liked all four? Yeah, I like the Monster Squad the least out least. of the ones. But you still liked it. Like it was is okay. like. It was okay. Yeah. So, all right. One more. Well, you already seen the thing, but we'll see. We'll see what. You, we'll see if it's five for five <laughs> next week. Um, if I had to give a score for this. Mm-hmm. It's a little higher than a 7. Oh, 7.2. Uh, no, i give it a 7.7. 7. Nice. Yay! Yay! I'd give it a 9.2. Ooh, I think it's a little awesome. higher than Rotten Tomatoes, too. 91%. I think it deserves that. I mean, for... You know, aside from the effects, you know, this... If you, even if you take away the effects, it's still a good story, and it's, it's a well-done film. You, but you add in those effects. Right. It's just amazing. Oh, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, I didn't notice this till. I was doing some research for you know, looking up some of the behind-the-scenes stuff and seeing uh, some of the facts on the film. Uh, but I looked for it when I watched it this time, and it, it, sure enough, it's there. You know, uh, I think it's when, I think it's when his teeth fall out uh, when he's more of the fl- well, when he stops wearing clothes and he's in the mirror, and he opens the mirror and he's got like pieces of himself. Yeah. Did you know his dick's in a jar? <laughs> I, I didn't actually see that. No. It's like. It's not like it's not like a exact phallus, <laughs> but you can tell it's a shaft and two balls in a jar. <laughs> they don't focus on anything. It's just something. I'm trying dick in a jar. <laughs> yeah, that Google search didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dick in a jar. It's my soundtrack <laughs> dick in a jar. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to it's show there. you a picture. If you, if you watch, if you look like. Watch that scene when it pans, like it's. I mean, again, they don't like focus on like, oh God, his cock's in a jar, but it's you know because it's got like other pieces of himself in there. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> Have you ever seen Teen Wolf? Uh, yeah, but not like the whole thing. Okay, well, we do it on the podcast, but there's a uh, there's a scene at the end of there too where some dude's like zipping up his pants at the end, like in the background where like the very last scene where like him. Uh, I want to say Marty because he's always going to be Marty McFly to me. Michael J. Fox uh, runs and hugs a chick, and then like some dude's getting up and he quickly like 
it looks like he puts something in his pants and then zips him up. Uh. So it's one of those strange things of filmland that aren't quite noticeable. There it is. Much like Jar Jar Binks in this picture <laughs> we're looking at right now. Yeah, that's why? not a dick in a jar. Why? Might as well be. Might as well be. If you're watching that movie. <clears throat> He's just a dick. <laughs> no jar. <laughs> but I am glad I don't have to vomit on my food to eat it. That's pretty fucking gross. <laughs> but uh, in the real world, again, this movie was released August 15th, 1986. On August 18th, three days after, Bon Jovi released Slippery When Wet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Making women howl and men wish they could be him. With such hit singles as You Get Love, A Bad Name... Uh, living on a prayer and wanted dead or alive which was recently used in the disaster piece Rock of Ages which I watched at my wife's behest and avoid the movie Aww. it's terrible <laughs> Tom Cruise did a great karaoke performance but that's a terrible movie don't even don't, Wait, don't which watch movie it. was it Rock of Ages oh yeah the musical I thought oh cool you know cause uh, it's all <laughs> 80's music you know classic rock and everything yeah. and they fucked that up so bad. Really? It's a, you know, I mean, I like a good musical, you know, it's pretty good. You know, uh, there's some good ones out there and there's some bad ones. This one is definitely a bad one. Bad one. <laughs> okay. But it's a Tom Cruise bad one and he's... Uh, and there's no original music? Mm-mm. It's all mm-hmm. like, it's sort of like Moulin Rouge where it's mashups of existing oh. music. and it, But they don't go together. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you know, Moulin Rouge is amazing, I think the music is, because it fits. This one's like, Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand are singing, uh, I can't think of one off, because it's so forgettable. They're singing one song, but it's... Lady Marmalade. It's it's going into whatever Tom Cruise was singing, and then it's just, it's it's a bad movie. It's so like, it's for like the the hipster, the little hipster kids. Oh yeah, I like that song. Journey's awesome. Bon Jovi, bro, yeah. I like all that country stuff he did too. There you go. Yeah, so <laughs> quick. Okay, that was my rant for the episode. No. <laughs> and then on August 19th, four days afterwards, two weeks after it was stolen, the Picasso painting, The Weeping Woman, was found in a locker in the Spencer Street Station in Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. Good find. I wonder if Nicolas Cage had anything to do with that. <laughs> Where was he at this, at this time? Hmm. And then uh, six days after, on August 21st, Usain Bolt was born. Oh. Jamaican Sprinter Man. He needs to go push a bobsledder. <laughs> he runs it in 9-5. <laughs> that is true. That be, they should do cool runnings. With, or he should, like, <laughs> want to be the bobsled team. <laughs> so we can be in the Winter Olympics. Get the whole Jamaican r- yeah, seriously. running team. They'll all do it. Because uh, every time the Winter Olympics come around, I always look for Jamaica. But I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know they still do yeah. it anymore. Because no. they never... I guess it was like a one-time... or no. John I, Candy a, died, that's why. No, yeah, the coach died, so I guess they're like, we can't do it now. Yep. Thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. <laughs> Let me kiss your egg, man. I ain't kissing no egg. Shame that ain't an 80s movie. Huh? Shame that ain't an 80s movie. I don't know. Yeah, I can talk about a movie for an hour. <laughs> or two. But thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this memory trip down memory lane talking about Zifly. Uh, don't forget, you can contact us in a variety of ways one being email 80s revisited at gmail.com another one will be our facebook page which is for the entire awesome podcast network which also has two other shows besides ours one being geekly dose we just recorded just recorded a new episode last night should be up soon and then there's also duo attack which stars jesse sigley and justin owens and any info on that jesse 
Nope. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's it, it's coming. Maybe. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> well, there's, there's Jesse is finishing do. up a. Speaking of pretty musicals, much feature length yeah. film. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Called the Pursuit of Red X. Actually, we'll post the trailer on the Awesome Podcast Network so people know what we're talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, there'll be plenty of promo for that. So, <laughs> as of right now, it's for sure going to be longer than eighty-two minutes. So, well, yeah, it's, like start it's cutting a it. feature. There's some good feature. work there. Good work. Yep, looks pretty good. And actually, it's actually stars everybody in this room. Yeah. <laughs> so you can <laughs> see what fun. we look like again if you didn't see our other videos already. What's uh, your YouTube page? I'm a little bit in it, I guess. Uh, yeah. Sedgley Films, S-E-I-D-U-L-E Films. You gotta have that director cameo. I mean, that's that's Hitchcockian. Yeah. I'm pushing a wheelchair at one point. Taking a picture. Taking a picture, well, but that got cut from the film. So. Oh, it was such a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to see it go. Yeah. <laughs> I did use it, but just not my part. It's in the trailer. So if you see the trailer, <laughs> that's me standing in the green well, shirt. Well, the old and... trailer. I gotta make a new cut. That was like two years ago. I mean, that's, well, that's a teaser. Well, it was spilled as a teaser. Yeah, it was yeah, a now teaser. you gotta do the full trailer. the full trailer. Two minute, 30 second trailer. Hell yeah. But we greatly appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Check out the other podcasts. Hit us up on Facebook or email. We'd love to hear from you guys. And again, as we said a couple of times already, next week we are doing our final Halloween film, and it's John Carpenter's The Thing. It probably my favorite movie of the ones we've that we're doing. Wow, I love The Thing. That movie is genius. Kurt Russell, John Carpenter. <laughs> Ghost you don't Busters need anything. Is my favorite movie. I well, imagine. that's my okay. <laughs> I forgot about Ghostbusters because I was thinking straight up horror movie. The thing, the thing in Halloween are probably my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I love Ghostbusters. Well, we're gonna um, have to talk after can you uh, the part this of the thing stuff ends. Where you said all about uh, things? Yeah, sorry, Homer. <laughs> Maybe next time. But again, thanks everybody. We appreciate it. Until next time, I am Trey Harris, and I'm Daniel Sanangelo. Jesse Sedgley. Cow! God damn it! The Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesomepodcastnetwork. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.